Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And today we are talking about season two, episode seven, called The Usual Suspects. We start, um, first of all, <laughs> Whoa. The Usual Suspects, have you ever seen that movie? No. Okay, it's old, like like early 90s, and it stars like Kevin Spacey, amongst a bunch of people. And this movie was in my like top five ever movies. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. brilliant. It's like, have you ever heard someone yell like, Kaiser Sose? Have you ever heard that? No. Okay. <laughs> It's a total thing. <laughs> Kaiser Sose. <laughs> anyway, it's brilliant. It's a great, like, mystery movie. But after this whole, like, Kevin Spacey and his, like, sexual harassment things that he's been accused of, it has, like, ruined the fucking movie for me. Oh. And I, I, like, I can't even, like, I can't even be like, this movie rocks now because Kevin Spacey sucks so hard. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, well. I just wanted to put it out there. I love the movie. <laughs> But damn, it's like no longer in my top five. It's in my yeah. like top 15. Yeah. And even that makes me feel shame. <laughs> hey, listen, it's not your fault. It's or it's not. Wait, hold on. <laughs> it's not your fault that you like the movie, even though he's, you know, not not so good. A douche nugget. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. Right. It's <laughs> the official term. OK, so we're in Baltimore, Maryland. We see a detective go into an interview room. There's someone handcuffed to the table inside. The detective says, wow, first I thought you were just stepping up your game. Credit card fraud, breaking and entering, grave desecration. But still, these are a long way from murder. Then we get a fax from St. Louis where you're suspected of torturing and murdering a young woman. However, no one could prove anything, of course, because supposedly you died there. But I got to tell you something. You look pretty healthy to me. (laughs) So now we know Karen Giles wasn't the first person you murdered, but I guarantee you she's the last. So we finally see the face of the person he's talking to, and it's Dean Winchester. Who does not look phased at all. No, he's just like, whatever, same shit, different day. (laughs) Exactly. He's like, listen, lady, if you were the first one to have told me this. I think he's talking to a dude. Or dude, lady, dude. Well, there's a, there's a lady detective and there a dude detective. There is a lady detective, detective later he's, on. Right now, he's it talking to the dude. It is a dude, though, right yeah. now. Yeah. Yes. He looks like Jersey Shore douchey. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I thought about this oh, guy. Oh, no, I'm never going to think about that guy the same again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm right, though. He just had I mean, that. you are right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. He had, like, the greasy hair. He's, like, older Jersey yeah. Shore. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's Uh, fine, I guess. (laughs) I mean, just like voicing it makes me feel better about him. You know? Okay. So during this monologue, the camera keeps cutting back and forth from this conversation and a SWAT team led by a woman detective creeping up on a motel room. They bust into a room and the woman says, going somewhere, Sam? And we get our opening title sequence. Ta-da! I know. So we cut to Sam in the police station. The woman cop brings Sam some coffee. Sam says, okay, you're the good cop. Where's the bad cop? (laughs) She says, oh, he's with your brother. Sam says, and you're holding us. Why? She says, well, he's being held on suspicion of murder. And you will see. Sam's like, who is he supposed to have murdered? You can't just hold us here without formal charges. She says they actually can for 48 hours. I know. (laughs) I think anybody, like anybody knows that watching TV. I mean, how often is that right? But still. I don't know. I just assume that, like, criminal shows are how the law works. <laughs> At least they could probably get coffee and snacks. 
That's all I ask for. <laughs> she says, I know all about you, Sam. You're 23 years old. No job. No home address. Your mother died when you were a baby. Your father's whereabouts are unknown. And then there's your brother, Dean, whose demise was just a little bit exaggerated. <laughs> your family moved around a lot. When you were a kid, despite that, you were a straight-A student. Got into Stanford with a full ride. Then about a year ago, there was a fire in your apartment. One fatality. Jessica Moore. After she died, you fell off the grid and left everything behind. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sam says, I needed some time off to deal. <laughs> like, that shouldn't be too much to ask for. Like, yeah, why is that suspicious? That's not suspicious. <laughs> he says, so I'm taking a road trip with my brother. She's like, how's that going for you? <laughs> Sam says, great. We saw the second largest ball of twine in the continental U.S., Awesome. A little smart Alex. I know. That's a little sassy. She says they ran Dean's prints uh, through APHIS and got over a a dozen possible hits. Sounds like possible hits, which makes them worthless. She says, it makes you wonder, what are we going to find when we run your prints? Sam, you seem like a good kid. It's not your fault that Dean's your brother. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's hilarious. I know. (laughs) Poor Dean. I know. Like, he's. He's trying to help people. <laughs> exactly. It's not your fault he's your brother. I mean. She says, yeah. <laughs> she says, we can't pick our family. Uh, she says that right now in St. Louis, there are detectives exhuming Dean's supposed corpse and trying to figure out how Dean faked his own death. She says, Dean's a bad guy. His life is over. Yours doesn't have to be. Okay. But also, like, if you're trying to, like, get on somebody's good side to get them to talk to you or whatever, like... You don't take the one family member that he's got left, you right. know, that he loves, and it's like, mm-hmm. he's the bad guy. It's like, okay, listen, lady. You know? Yeah, like, <laughs> there's no way that <laughs> Sam or Dean is going to, like, snitch on, on their brother. There's, I know, right? There's just no way. Um, Sam's like, you want me to turn against my own brother? And she says, no, we already caught him red-handed at the Karen Giles murder scene. We just need you to fill in some missing pieces. Sam wants to know why he would do that. And she says she can talk to the DA and make a deal for him. Sam says his dad and Tony Giles were old friends from back in their military days. They've known him since they were little kids. So when they heard about his death, they came right over. Uh, Then we cut to a flashback of Sam and Dean outside a coffee shop looking at a newspaper. Dean says, Anthony Giles... Sam's like, who is Anthony Giles? Mm-hmm. Dean says, a Baltimore lawyer working late in his office. Sam reads the article in the newspaper and says, his throat was slit, but the room is clean. No DNA, no prints. Security cameras failed uh, to capture footage of the assailant. Dean thinks that either someone tampered with the tapes or it's an invisible killer. Dean says, what do you think, Scully? <laughs> Sam says, I'm not Scully, you're Scully. Dean says, no, I'm Mulder. You're a redheaded woman. <laughs> What? Let me just say right now, in this episode, Dean's got some pretty good one-liners. Oh, and yeah. what sass, you know? Like, uh, yeah. They both have their sassy pants on. I know. Episode. And I love their sassy pants. You know what? I love all their pants. I'm just going <laughs> to put that out there. I mean, yes. <laughs> the sassy ones are especially hilarious. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> so we cut back to the interview room. Sam says um, it would have been hard for Dean to kill Tony since they weren't in town at the time. He says they went to see Karen. She was barely holding it together, and they just wanted to be there for her. So we cut to a flashback of the boys meeting with Karen. They've said they're with the insurance company. Sam asks her to tell him anything she can remember about the night Tony died. She says they were supposed to have dinner together, but he called and said he was having computer troubles, so he'll have to work late. Uh, Dean asks her if Tony mentioned anything unusual in the days before his death. She's like, huh? (laughs) Unusual? Dean starts like really. Like acid reflux. 
Uh, what episode was that? Was that the Asylum episode? No, that was from the Phantom Traveler. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Strange. You mean like acid reflux? Because <laughs> he was a dentist at a dentist convention. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> So uh, Dean starts really pushing her, saying, you know, strange, weird. Sam looks uncomfortable and tries to get Dean to stop acting like a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the actress, I realized later, like, what she was trying, I was like, she looks so familiar. Oh, yeah. She's the blue fairy from Once Upon a Time. Hmm. I love Once Upon a Time. I do, too. I I haven't caught up with all the rest of it. I'm not caught up either. The last season of it got kind of slow for me, so I'm like, I really want to finish it to, Mm -hmm. like, know the end of the story but also at the same time like from the last I guess the last season like half the cast is gone and it like took a totally different direction so I'm kind of like dragging my feet a little bit Mm -hmm. but also like I just need to get over it and watch it you know yeah (laughs) I have the like Funko Pop figurines of um Captain Hook and um what's her name yeah and what and what's her name Emma 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 Swan Swan. yeah Yeah. I have their like Funkos up on my bookshelf there and I was letting Killian like dust all my Funkos the other day (laughs) and I was like this is Captain Hook guess what his first name is and he's like what and I was like Killian and he's like like me (laughs) I was like we didn't name him after you or name you after him (laughs) and then I was like kind of (laughs) maybe I mean like halfway (laughs) I know so that like Killian isn't Captain Hook's first name in anything other than Once Upon a Time. Like in the Peter Pan movies, he's got a different he's got a different first name. I don't remember what, was what it his is. First name? I don't know, but it's not Killian. Yeah, no. So it's weird that they did that. I mean, it's a pretty awesome name. It. it I mean, obviously, I love it. <laughs> I mean, one would hope. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, okay, so she says that the night before he died, he had a nightmare. He says he woke up in the middle of the night, and there was a woman standing at the foot of his bed. She was pale and had dark red eyes. Sketchy. Yeah. Sounds like sleep paralysis to me, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> we cut back to the interview room. Sam says, so I gave Karen a hug, told her to call me if she needed anything, and that was it. End of story. The woman cop basically says, stop bullshitting me. We have an eyewitness who saw two men fitting Sam and Dean's description breaking into Guile's office. Sam says, Karen called us later. There was some stuff she wanted from Tony's office, but the police weren't letting her in. It was wrong to enter a crime scene, but she gave us the key. So we cut to... Which is a lie. Yeah, we cut to a flashback of Sam and Dean lockpicking their way into Tony's (laughs) office. Um, Sam comes up on a dried bloodstain and says his body was found right about here. Throat slit so deep, part of his spinal cord was visible. Ugh. Yeah. Just, ugh. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Like, that means that they went, like, all the way to the back of his throat. Right. Like, just, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> like, ugh. Ugh, okay. I can't. <laughs> I know, I know. Dean thinks it's a vengeful spirit, and Sam agrees. So Dean finds a piece of paper that has the name Dana Schultz typed over and over on it. Dean actually finds a bunch of papers with this on it, with this on it, and says, All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. <laughs> Which is from The Shining, of course. Um, so they go through the entire office, but can't find anything mentioning a Dana Schultz. Sam has been doing online research and says, No Dana Schultz has ever lived or died in Baltimore in the last 50 years. Sam says he needs 30 minutes to crack Tony's password, and Dean's like, awesome, I'm just gonna hang out. So he sits down and starts annoyingly clicking his tongue and making fart sounds. He is such a pill. Also, he is not patient at all. No. <laughs> he literally gave it, like, 30 seconds before he started making fart noises. <laughs> 
Sam's like, dude, seriously. So Dean says he's going to go talk to Karen again. So we cut back to the interview room. Sam says, then Dean went back to Karen's place to check up on her. She wants to know uh, why Sam didn't go with him. And he says, I just went back to the motel. How did you know I was there, by the way? She says they found the motel matchbook on Dean when they arrested him. She says, let's quit fooling around. You were with your brother the whole time you were in Baltimore. Why separate now? Because your brother left you to go murder Karen. Sam's like, he didn't kill anyone. And she says she heard the 911 call. Karen was terrified and said someone was in the house. So we cut to a flashback of Karen crying on her couch. We see a dark figure move past the camera. Karen sees a woman dressed up in a torn gray dress glaring at her and freaks out. She turns on the lights and the woman disappears. So she runs up the stairs, which is a terrible idea. Don't run up the stairs if someone is in your house. I mean, and also, what a dummy. Because that's, like, the one spot that, like, in theory you might be safe. Mm -hmm. Like, why move from it, you know? Right. (laughs) I don't know. If you could, like, stand your ground. And here's the thing. She's in the living room, so she can see, like, all the door or all the entrances to the living room, right? So, like... Why move from that spot? Just, like, call 911 and just head out the door, dude. Like, I mean, also that. Like, if you're going to go anywhere, leave. You know? Yeah, <laughs> don't don't go up to your room. No. So, anyways, okay, so she uh, locks herself in her room and calls 911. She says she saw someone in her house and gives her address, but then the line goes dead. Then her lamp starts flickering. Then the fax machine starts up, and it scares the crap out of me. <laughs> that scene where, like, it started, and I was like, ah! That was a good jump scare. Um, the paper coming out of the fax machine says Dana Schultz over and over. So she grabs a flashlight, and then the ghost woman appears, and Karen screams. We cut to Dean knocking on Karen's door. She doesn't answer because she's probably dead. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. So he lockpicks his way inside. He finds Karen's body with her throat slashed, and while he's checking out um, her body for clues, two cops come in the room and arrest him. So we cut to the male detective watching Dean through a mirror in his interrogation room. The woman, the woman cop, comes in and asks if she's or asks if he's getting anywhere with Dean. He says, "No, just a lot of wise ass remarks." You, <laughs> Dean, a wise ass? No, I know <laughs> that's never gonna happen. <laughs> She says, Sam's story matches Dean to the last detail. He says, yeah, well, these guys are good. I'll give them that. She says, if they don't get Sam to flip, then they'll have nothing but a lot of circumstantial evidence. He says, we got Dean at the crime scene with blood on his hands. Juries have convicted for less. She says, yeah, but where's the murder weapon? What's the motive? You talk about reasonable doubt. He says, Diana, do you have reasonable doubt? While he puts his hand on her face. So they're totally a thing, I guess. Like, something lecherous is totally All of a sudden, on. he's petting her face. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, this took a whole Yeah. Turn. Okay, Jersey Shore. Okay, listen, if you're from Jersey Shore, I'm not knocking you. I'm just knocking the reality show. Okay? Okay. Because, I mean, okay. Don't take offense. No. It's a very small group of people, and that might be their reality, but that is not most people's reality. Right. Know? Right. I'm <laughs> just knocking the, sh- the show. That's quote, it. unquote, reality show. You know? Exactly. <laughs> right. How real is that? So um, so he says, we keep leaning on these guys. One of them will tumble. And don't forget about St. Louis. I'm telling you, this Dean guy is our guy. She says, I know Tony Giles was a friend of yours. I know you went... Uh, I know you want to clean this mess up quick, but come on. Tony knew a lot of criminal types. He says criminal types. He was a defense lawyer, for God's sake. Of course he knew criminal types. She says, well, let's get back at him. But he says, no, let them stew in their juices for a bit. And he smooches her. <sighs> I don't 
like anything about this, basically. No, like, it's weird. It doesn't, like, just from the get-go, it's not like a, oh, it's like two, you know, people that maybe might be married or at least dating or whatever that are working together. Mm-hmm. It's like, clearly this isn't supposed to be a thing. And these actors like, have, hiding. these actors have no chemistry. No. Like, did you notice? Like, I didn't yeah. buy it at all. No. And I don't think that, like, their acting was bad or anything. No, it's so just, it was, like, they just came, like, okay, whatever, you I'm know? Just, like, <laughs> I don't buy that you guys have ever kissed before this one moment. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we cut back and forth between Sam and Dean in their separate rooms in the police station. They're both trying to figure out if Dana Schultz is an anagram or maybe something else besides a name. A man walks into Dean's room and says his name is Jeff Cruz, and he's Dean's lawyer. <laughs> Dean's like, oh, thank God. I'm saved. <laughs> Dean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, last remark? No. <laughs> right. Dean asks for a pen and paper and starts trying to figure out what Dana Schultz could be an anagram for. He shows his lawyer the paper and asks him if he recognizes any of the words as local places or names. One of the words is Ashlands, and Jeff says that a local that that's a local street name. So Dean writes something down on a piece of paper and asks him to give it to Sam. <laughs> we cut to Diana, the woman cop, typing at her desk on. Uh, we cut to Diana typing at her desk, <laughs> and on the computer screen, the words Dana Schultz starts appearing over and over. Then the words suddenly disappear. So we cut to Sam's room. Jeff, the lawyer, gives Sam the piece of paper, which says, It's a street, Ashland. It's signed McQueen. So Diana comes into the room and tells the lawyer that he's needed with Dean. Back in Dean's room, the cops are setting up a video camera. (laughs) The dude detective says, Your boy decided to confess. The lawyer tells Dean that he advises strongly against this. (laughs) Do not do it. Yeah, this is a bad idea. Like, he looks legitimately scared, too. Right, (laughs) right. So Dean looks into the camera and says, my name is Dean Winchester. I'm an Aquarius. I enjoy sunsets, long walks on the beach, and frisky women. Yeah. And I did did not kill anyone, but I know who did, or rather what did. Of course, I can't be for sure because our investigation was interrupted, but our working theory is that we're looking for some kind of vengeful spirit. You know, Casper the Bloodthirsty Ghost. Tony Giles saw it. I bet you cash money Karen did, too. See, the interesting thing is the word it leaves behind. For some reason, it's trying to tell us something, but communicating across a veil ain't easy. And sometimes the spirits, they get things jumbled. You remember Red Rum. (laughs) Same concept. You know, it could be word fragments. Other times it's anagrams. See, first we thought this was a name, Dana Schultz, but now we think it's a street, Ashland. Whatever is going on, I'm betting it started there. The dude detective says, you arrogant bastard. (laughs) Tony and Karen were good people and now you're making jokes. Dean says he's not joking. Dude cop yells, you murdered them in cold blood, just like that girl in St. Louis. Like, freaks out. Yeah, he, like, slams him against the wall. <sighs> Dean says, oh, yeah, that wasn't me either. That was a shapeshifter that only looked like me. Dude, <laughs> And he's, like, thinking this is all hilarious, right? Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, dude, come at me. I know. You know? <laughs> oh, and then this is where the dude cop grabs Dean and shoves him against the wall. <laughs> Diana says, Pete, that's enough. Uh, so his name is Pete instead of dude cop. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're like halfway through the episode when we find out these people's names. I'm always just like, when that happens, I'm like, should I like go back in my notes and like actually write their name? But this just seemed no too difficult. No. It was like too late in the game. Yeah. yeah, like and I don't know. In some instances, it might not. Sometimes be. I do. Well, but. but also like in some ways, you might not want to do that a lot, just because like. You know, later it comes up and it's, like, the piece of information that you need and you don't want to give that away at the beginning, you know? Right, right. eh. So, Dean says, you asked for the truth. 
We cut to Diana and Pete walking into Sam's room to find him missing. The blinds on the window are all askew. So Diana hands Pete a paper that was on the desk, and Pete says, um, Hiltz and McQueen, what's that? Diana says, Hiltz is Steve McQueen's character in The Great Escape, which is not a movie I've seen. Have you seen it? Is that a movie? I think or so. Is that... Yeah, Steve McQueen is an actor. Okay. So I assume that it's a movie. Sure. We'll go with it. Okay. I'm going to take that as you haven't seen it. Nope. I've seen I've seen one Steve McQueen movie. I want to say it was called Bullet, but I'm not even sure because it was so long ago and I don't remember anything about it except for Steve McQueen was a fucking badass. And that's all I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, badass actor apparently. So we cut to Diana going into the police station's bathroom. As she approaches a sink, the faucet turns the hot water on by itself on all of the sinks. <laughs> the mirrors start to fog up, um, and on one, the word Dennis Schulps appears. Then the ghost is suddenly behind her. The ghost tries to talk but can't because her throat is slit and blood is pouring out. Sketchy! That would be so terrifying. Like, ugh. Yeah. I mean, at least the ghost didn't, like, try and grab her necessarily. It was just, right. like, up in her b- bubble. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was totally in her bubble. I mean, like, way in the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to Diana walking into Dean's room. Dean says, can we make this quick? I'm really tired. It's been a long day, you know, with your partner assaulting me and all. Diana says she wants to know more about this ghosty stuff. She says, let's pretend for the moment you're not entirely insane. What would one of these things be doing here? Dean says, a vengeful spirit? Well, they're created by violent deaths, and then they come back for a reason, usually a nasty one, like revenge on the people that hurt them. She wants to know if the spirits are capable of killing people. Dean notices black marks, kind of like bruises, around Diana's wrists and asks her what they're from. She says she doesn't know and that they weren't there before. Dean says, you've seen it, haven't you? The spirit. Diana's like, how did you know? And Dean says that Karen had the same bruises on her wrists. Dean says, I know, you think you're going crazy, but let's skip that part, shall we? Because the last two people who saw this thing died pretty soon after. You need to go get Sam. He'll help. Go to the first motel listed in the Yellow Pages. Look for Jim Rockford. That's how we find each other when we're separated. You can arrest him if you want, or you can let him save your life. We cut to Sam in his motel room. Someone knocks on the door, and it's Diana. She explains how she saw the ghost and how, uh, and now has wrist bruises. She says, you know, I must be losing my mind. You're a fugitive. I should be arresting you. Clearly there is reasonable doubt, though. I know. A ghost will change your mind. Uh, Sam says, you know what? You can arrest me later after you live through this. Sam shows her a bunch of pictures of girls who have died or gone missing from Ashland Street. Diana says, how did you get those? Those are from crime scenes and booking photos. Sam says, you have your job, and I have mine. <laughs> I like that. You know, I like that, like, Sam's like, he's like, it's my job, bitch. Like, <laughs> I do things. <laughs> yeah. It's my job, and I'm good at it. So she looks through the photos and finds the woman. Her name is Claire Becker, 28 years old. She disappeared eight or nine months ago. Before her death, she was arrested twice for dealing heroin. Diana says that she and Pete worked narcotics before homicide, but she doesn't remember busting Claire. Sam says she was last seen entering 2911 Ashland Street. Police searched the place but didn't find anything. Sam thinks Sam thinks Sam thinks <laughs> Sam thinks Sam thinks <laughs> Sam thinks that they should go check out the house and see if they can find her body. Diana's like, "What? <laughs> Hold on." And Sam's like, 
we gotta salt and burn her bones. It's the only way to put her to rest. Of course it is. Yeah, that's exactly what she says. Yeah. My next line is, Diana says, of course it is. <laughs> so we cut to Sam and Diana looking around the building. It kind of looks like a warehouse. Diana sees the spirit again, and it starts reaching for Diana's throat. She yells for Sam to come help, and the ghost disappears when Sam gets there. So Sam starts EMFing. <laughs> that sounds funny every time you say it. I know. I love it. <laughs> uh, okay. And he finds a hot spot at a bricked over wall. So he starts knocking that shit down. He says, you know, this is bothering me. Diana says, well, you are digging up a corpse. <laughs> Sam says, not that. That's par for the course. Like, he's completely unbothered by this. And she's like, what? I know. <laughs> he's like, this is nothing. He she's says, thinking he's a crazy person that she I should watch her back. Like, I, well, but she's seen a ghost. So she's already like, there's she's something here. She's not Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. Sam says, actually, it's just, I mean, no vengeful spirit. I've ever tussled with wanted to be wasted. So why the hell would Claire lead us to her remains? It doesn't make any sense. They pull a wrapped and roped up body out of the wall. Um, and it's Claire looking a little mummified. <laughs> like, how long has she been gone for? Do we? I think they say I... like eight or nine months she ago she went missing. I mean, wouldn't you just decompose? Yeah. Like, not be mummified? The conditions have to be a certain way for you to like, get mummified very like that. dry, yeah. I guess. Just like, I don't yeah, I don't, I don't really want to know. think about it. <laughs> I don't know the prerequisite. I can't even say it for mummification. But. So her hands are tied up and Dana picks up the necklace around Claire's neck. Sam's like, do you recognize it? She says she's seen it before. It's rare and was custom made over on Carson Street. Then she pulls out the exact same necklace around her own neck. She says, Pete gave it to me. She sounds so sarcastic about this whole thing. Like, oh, yeah, I've seen it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Sam says, now this all makes perfect sense. You see, Claire's not a vengeful spirit. She's a death omen. Claire's not killing anyone. She's trying to warn them. You see, sometimes spirits, they don't want vengeance. They want justice, which is why she let us here in the first place. She wants us to know who her killer is. Detective, how much do you know about your partner? She says, about a year ago, some heroin went missing from lockup. Obviously, it was a cop. We never found out who did it, but whoever did it would need someone to fence their product. Sam says, someone like a heroin dealer, someone like Claire. We cut to Dean being transported in a prisoner van by Pete. I know. Dean says, so I'm being extradited to St. Louis, huh? You just decided to transfer me yourself 800 miles at 2 in the morning. <laughs> this can't be good. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to Sam and Diana driving Diana's... Um, driving... Okay, I said that weird. We cut to Sam and Diana driving. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Diana's just gotten off the phone and she tells Sam that Pete just left the precinct with Dean. He said the prisoner had to be transferred and he just took him. Dispatch has been calling, but he won't answer the radio. And that wasn't sketchy. Like, why would you let him go? I know. It's like, totally there's got to be a process for that to where, like, I don't know. If he's, like, a yeah. senior detective, like, most of the people there are below him. This is true. You know, so maybe that has something to do maybe with it. Maybe he's just, like, shut up and I'm getting out of here. You yeah, know? Like, right. He probably just <laughs> did and said exactly what he needed to to yeah. get by. Yeah. But, um, but still, that's sketchy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so. So Sam says if he took a, a county vehicle, then it should have a low jack. So we cut to Pete and Dean. Pete pulls the van off the road um, into a wooded area. Dean says, pee break? So soon? I think you might want to get your prostate checked. Oh, my God. Sketchy! <laughs> Pete gets out of the car and pulls Dean out of the back so that he falls on the ground, which looked really painful. And I was watching. That was actually Jensen. Like, if you can't 
That wasn't a stunt double. Like, yeah. that was Jensen. And if you can't brace your fall at all and you're just funking to the ground, like, yeah. that's gotta hurt. For real. Ugh. So Pete says, you're a cocky son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, he is. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> you think those people in St. Louis are going to buy that crap you're peddling? Here's the thing. You're not going to make it to St. Louis. You're going to die trying to escape. Pete pulls his gun out and aims it at Dean, who's on his knees. Dean says, wait, let's talk about this. You, you don't want to do something that you're going to regret. Then, thank God, Sam and Diana show up. <sighs> Diana tells Pete that she knows about Claire. Pete says, it wasn't my fault. Claire was going to turn me in. I had no choice. Diana's like, what about Tony and Karen? Pete says, same thing. Tony scrubbed the money. Then he got skittish. And then he wanted to come clean. I'm sure he told Karen everything. It was a mess, and I had to clean it up. I just panicked. There's a way out. This Dean kid is a friggin' gift. <laughs> we can pin the whole thing on him. No trail, no nothing. Just one more dead scumbag. No one will question it. Diana, please. I still love you. Mm-hmm. And Diana shoots Pete. <laughs> She's like, screw you. Yeah, I love that. Uh, she shoots him and then says, then why don't you buy me another necklace, you ass? <laughs> Dean tackles Diana. I'm sorry, not Dean. Pete tackles Diana and gets her gun. Then Ghost Claire comes around to confront Pete. While he's distracted, Diana shoots him with her other gun, <laughs> which is awesome. I really love Diana. Was that a different gun, or was oh, that? Oh, I, I like, think it was a different the gun. Same one, because it. I didn't think it was that far away from her. Well, she had a gun too. Wait, he took it. So he had a gun and she had a gun. So there's two guns already. Yeah. So who knows? I, yeah. I like. I, she found a gun. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually like rewound it to look at that because I was like, oh. her other gun. Yeah. And they didn't really, it wasn't clear, like, yeah. whose gun it was. So uh, we cut to the morning. They're still hanging out by the van in the woods. Diana says, the death omen, Claire, what happens to her now? Sam says that it should be over. She should be at rest. Dean's like, so what now, officer? Diana says, Pete did confess to me. He screwed up both of your cases royally. I say there's a good chance that we can get your cases dismissed. But the St. Louis murder charges, that's another story. I can't help you. Unless I just happened to turn my back and you walked away. I, I mean, conveniently. I know. I could tell them that the suspects escaped. Sam's like, are you sure? And Dean's like, dude, she's sure. <laughs> Sam says, you could lose your job over something like that. She says, look, I just want you guys out there doing what you do best. Trust me, I'll sleep better at night. Listen, you need to watch your back. They're going to be looking for both of you right now. Get out of here. Dean asks her where his car is, and she says it's at the impound yard on Robertson. So Sam and Dean start walking away. Sam says, nice lady. Dean says, yeah, for a cop. Did she look familiar to you? (laughs) Sam's like, no, why? And Dean's like, I don't know. It's nothing. Hey, you hungry? For some reason, I could go for some pea soup. (laughs) And credits. (laughs) Okay, so my thoughts. (laughs) Yes. I really only have the two of them, and they kind of connect. Okay. But so at first, when Sammy started talking about, like, or when Sammy started talking in general to the lady cop. Yeah. She was like, you're going to have to confess, blah, 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 And he just, like, starts talking, you know? And I'm like, what are you doing? Right. You know? Until I realize it's like, oh, he's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. She's never going to take that. Right. You know, like, there's no way. Okay, so <laughs> the movie, The Usual Suspects, it's this, um, it's mostly this cop in, like, an interrogate, well, it's not really an interrogation room who's kind of in like a office mm-hmm. with Kevin Spacey who is playing um, this guy with a like a physical disability kind of like a limp or something like he's got some nerve problem mm-hmm. and he's asking him to tell him the story of this big like it, it was like a big boat explosion drug heist possibly human trafficking like mess <laughs> and he's he's like the only person who survived and um 
he wants to know what happened. And this guy is not in trouble or anything. He, do, he just wants to know the story. Yeah. And he's about to get released. So he's just, like, asking some follow-up questions. Mm-hmm. And so it's Kevin Spacey, and he's telling this whole story. So it's all in flashbacks from Kevin Spacey's point of view. And um, and so you see it happening. You hear, you hear it happening with his voiceover. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, um, Kevin Spacey, like... Ooh, I just got chills thinking about the movie. It is so good! Damn you, Kevin Spacey, for ruining my movie. Oh, I'm so mad. Okay, okay. So um, at the end, Kevin Spacey leaves. He walks out, and you see the cop who was talking to him looking. At, it's, it's not his office. He's in, like, a different, like, precinct to talk to this guy, so it's not a place that he works. Yeah. He's looking at all the stuff on the wall. There's, like, a cork board with, like, different flyers and stuff. And he realizes that everything on every like word on this wall of, full of words and flyers and pictures mm-hmm. is has to do with the things he was telling him so he realizes that everything he said was totally made up like the whole thing was totally made up and he was really the bad guy hmm. and he like gets away and you huh. see it you see it's so iconic he's like walking away with his limp and then <laughs> his car pulls up and suddenly he stops limping he starts walking normally slowly and he like lights a cigarette and gets oh it's so good god damn you kevin spacey i'm so mad i'm gonna drink <laughs> oh no it is just classic yeah. like amazing you would love this movie <laughs> so okay i'm sorry <laughs> So that's why that's why it's called the usual suspects because yeah. because of the way they're telling the story with yeah. Sam talking and you seeing the flashbacks yeah and it being not not what he's saying yeah you know is the truth so yeah. I don't know if I explained that well or not I mean well enough okay right like I've never seen the movie so it's way better than how I describe it I didn't even go into the whole Kaiser Sose thing who may or may not be the devil I'm not fucking around okay okay okay. <laughs> Okay. Anyways. Give me, give me another thought, because I'm all <laughs> agitated now. So my second thought okay. is, like, when, when Sam is, I mean, Sam is obviously telling the truth, and, like, the lady cop thinks he's absolutely bonkers, you know? Like, yes. She's just, like, disturbed that he could come up with this, you know? Like, right, right. Why is this a thing? And I just, it, it kind of is funny to me. I like, love it when people get the, get the, the whole, like, ghosts are real spiel you know what I mean and how they react to it I always wonder like you know if this happened to me like how would I react I have no idea I would be like you're just fucking with me or you must think I'm crazy like I hate to not be that awful person who's like get away from me you know (laughs) I mean but like I probably wouldn't believe anybody you know yeah I mean yeah (laughs) right yeah I don't I mean, without getting too much into it, I, I don't necessarily think that ghosts are real. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've talked to you about this before. Like, Right. Didn't you but, say that that you believe, and this is what your church believes, right? Isn't that what it is? Yeah. I mean, it's, that, it's in the Bible. That, oh, you know? okay. Well, tell me, because I, yeah, so I haven't read the Bible. Basically, I mean, there's angels and demons, right? Mm-hmm. And demons can make themselves out to be whatever they want to be. Okay. So if you, like... You know, and they will make themselves out to be dead grandma so that you invite them in, right? Like, oh, my God. So, and that they can get comfy cozy because you're, like, interacting with them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, y- you pretty much just, like, want to ignore those things. You don't want to, like, okay. interact with it and be like, oh, grandma, you know, like, or I whatever. See. You know, like, that's... So, so when- anything supernatural is really a demon. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I mean... I mean- 
like ghosts or ghosts anything like that or, or, to, or demon pretending to be that. I mean, that's right? where my mind would go. Okay. Right? So, like, I don't know. To me, when people are like, oh, I saw a ghost or whatever, like, to me, I'm like, that wasn't grandma. You know? Like, yeah. Leave it alone. That you know? is a demon. So, <laughs> do, you believe, you do you believe in demon possession? Like, like your church yeah. and all that? Yeah. Oh, that's so fascinating. I mean, it can happen. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, there's been, like record or like not recordings what's the word I'm looking for There's, documented cases yeah, yeah like and granted I don't know how it's hard for me because I don't know how much of it is like you know real versus like embellished for Hollywood or like sure. you know or just like embellished in general right because people go a little bit nuts with that sort of stuff oh yeah because it's so, like totally sensational like, yeah and so I don't know I mean I totally think that it could happen Mm-hmm. And that you shouldn't mess with that sort of stuff. But I don't know how much of it is, like, this actually happened versus somebody's trying to get attention. I see. You know, because, like, I think it could happen, but I don't know how often it's happening versus how often people are like, oh, like, this totally is a thing. Or, right. you know, whatever. So, I know like, what you're saying. And, you know, you tell, like, ghost stories or whatever as you're, like, growing up. And mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, I'm going to scare you by saying this. Or whatever. You know, like. Yeah. So it's kind of like, uh, you know. like <laughs> That's so interesting. I don't know. But, as much of a, like. As much as I want to believe mm-hmm. in everything, <laughs> yeah. and I include religion in that, it's a like everything bunch, though. Yeah. Like it, it, it's hard to like. I don't know. It's hard to like separate. Like you can't just believe in some things and, and not in other. Exactly. You know, like yeah. I mean, for me, like in the Bible, like you can't just believe parts of it and not believe the other parts of it, mm-hmm. right? Like if you truly believe that the Bible is the word of God and all of it is true, then mm-hmm. you can't say that parts of it aren't right. true, right? Because okay. that's like not what you believe. Right. So I, I don't know. It, it it's yeah. <laughs> I see. So I'm like agnostic, so I don't like. I don't, like, like, I'm not an atheist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, atheist is, like, you don't believe there's anything. Right. Agnostic is you believe there's something, you just don't know what it is. Right. And I'm, like, yeah. so open to, like, learning about all of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's interesting. Like, it is. Like, one of my favorite classes, I went to... I mean, just um, real quick, I'm even open to, like, atheism. Like, I yeah. I, I acknowledge that there yeah. might be nothing. Like, yeah. I'm, I just don't know. Yeah. And I find it all fascinating. So, anyway, sorry <laughs> to interrupt you. Oh, no, 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 it's totally fine. I mean, like, one of my favorite classes in, um, in college when I went to the four-year university um, was, it was, like, a core class where that's all you do is you learn about different religions. That's and, so like, cool. And, like... You know, I I have my own religion, but it's so fascinating to hear about other people's religions, like what similarities are, right? And what, the what do you have in are, common? And like, and well, and where it's, they differ? Yeah, and it's good to be able to like understand people more. So, like, mm-hmm. if I'm talking to somebody who's like a Buddhist, or you know, you name it, mm-hmm. like you can kind of understand them more and where they're coming from. So it's not so much like a what you know, right, like, right, why totally. would you believe that you know? But like kind of like oh, okay this is what you believe and this is like mm-hmm. it's good to have that like common ground with them because then yeah. you kind of like get where they're coming from instead of just being like what's going on totally yeah but, yeah that was one I think that was probably one of my favorite classes for that's so cool but, I mean that I think you would like that class because I, totally I mean would. it literally is just like you go through each different I mean not every religion but like well, of course the main ones like the bigger you know mm-hmm. and you like learn okay this is what they believe and this is like what they do and this is mm-hmm. what this religion believes and this is what they do because of that and you know like all these yeah. different like here's you know different holidays or you know whatever mm-hmm. but yeah so, so interesting I would totally love that yeah 
We've kind of gone down a bunny hole. That's okay. <laughs> it's totally it's fine. relevant. <laughs> it it's, is relevant. It's relevant yeah. to the episode. <laughs> I was like, for once, all of a sudden I'm talking about you know like <laughs> the class I took in college, but you know that's totally yeah. fine. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. To me, I definitely don't like. I don't believe in ghosts. Okay, but 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 you think that if somebody thinks they saw a ghost, that they probably saw a demon. Yeah, pretending but, to be that. I mean, also at the same time, they might just be saying that because they sure. want attention. So sure. I, I mean, it's like, could this happen? Yeah, like mm-hmm. I believe that it could happen, and I could be- I believe that that could be a thing, you know. Yeah. But also, it's like how much of it is just you want attention right now? Because mm-hmm. sometimes that'll like you know how the people how people in general are like, okay, oh well, like this happened to me and then they're like oh yeah well this happened to me you know like and so it's kind of like who what's part of it is like one-upping somebody else right you know like oh we're talking about ghost stories i'm gonna make one up real quick you know yeah so anyways i digress anyways that's okay (laughs) (laughs) what was your favorite part of the episode so my favorite part of the episode was when dean was talking into the camera that's my favorite part too (laughs) my name is dean winchester i'm an aquarius and i forget that i have to i like frisky women (laughs) i like long walk long walks on the beach sunsets and frisky women yes (laughs) yeah i also really like that he continued like he explained exactly what they thought was happening and Mm -hmm. he was like no nonsense about that yeah that's like the first time I think that that's really happened. Yeah. You know, in front, other than just like, okay, we got to break it down to this person right now. Well, and you when know, you like, think about it, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but from what I remember so far up to this point, Sam has been the one to like break the news to people, I think. Usually, I think it's mostly yeah. been Sammy and Dean's like, we don't have time for you to freak out. Yeah. So can we skip that? Like, yeah. Just because I mean, this is what's happening. Sammy definitely is the one that would like. You know, okay, I'm going to tell you this in a way that you're going to get it and you're not going to freak out necessarily. You know, right. like, you'll, it'll just, you know, you'll be able to take it a little bit better. Yeah. Where Dean's just like, this is what's going on. Okay, you're freaking out. Calm down. Right. We're moving on. You know, like. Right. Dean so. does not have a good, like, bedside manner. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Sammy is, like, all bedside manner. <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> okay, listen. Your face and your eyeballs with that. <laughs> Like a little like head bob of the, the bedside manner. You know? <laughs> Whoa! I was just thinking like I would be fine with his bedside manner. <laughs> bedside, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry this happened. You know what? I love my husband, and I would not trade him for Sam Winchester. So I'm just gonna put that out there. I would not. No, I wouldn't trade mine for Sam or Dean either one. Right. I can still think they're pretty though. Oh, they're so pretty. They are very pretty. Uh, <laughs> And Sammy's shoulders, like, damn. Okay. Well, I mean, like... <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Sorry. <laughs> Did that just come out of my mouth? <laughs> I wasn't even expecting it, and there it was. All right, we need to talk about not Sam's shoulders. <laughs> what is happening? You're over there having a moment. That's fine. It's still, I'm, I'm sweating. <laughs> Fine. As you fan your shirt, you yeah. try and get the air in there. It's fine. Tell me we have references or research or something. <laughs> we got interesting facts. Okay, guys. Okay, so our interesting facts. Okay. So when Sam and Dean are walking away at the end of the last scene, Dean asked Sam if Detective Ballard looked familiar to him, and then he said he could go for some pea soup. So Linda Blair, who played Detective Ballard, starred in The Exorcist and like the girl in the episode. Yeah, the young girl. Mm-hmm. And had the infamous vomiting pea soup scene. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty gross, that Which, scene. Yeah, uh. and like, 
she looked familiar, but I couldn't place it. Well, she's so young in that movie. Well, I mean, she's like, what, probably 10? You know? Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I have no idea how old Somewhere she is, between but... 10 and 15, yeah. I think. Like, <laughs> like I don't think she's older than that. not 15, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think so. But, yeah, like, I was like, she looked, because I remember after we watched that show, I was like, huh, and I, like, looked her up to see if she had been in anything else or whatever, and, mm-hmm. like, I saw a picture of her, you know, later on when, you know. I don't even remember what it was from, if it was just, like, one of those, like, actor pictures that pops up, you mm-hmm. know? But I was like, okay. And so, like, the whole time during this episode, I'm like, she looks so familiar. Yeah. You know, like, and I could not get over it until you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was like, oh. And then you're like, yeah, that's why the pea soup thing. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. That's amazing. The light bulb has turned on. Right. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Ding. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, this is the first episode where Dean does not refer to Sam as Sammy. I never caught that. But, you know, they don't have much interaction in this episode, do they? Only really at the end. Do we... Is it when when he's referring to him, like, as Sam, when he's talking about him and not to him? I think it's like at any point he doesn't say Sammy. I just think it's like the first time he doesn't say Sammy to him or about him or, you know. I mean, yeah. That's interesting. I never caught that at all. Yeah. Um, So the Starburst clock shows up in the motel room um, that Detective Ballard finds Sam in, and it's the only episode in season two that it appears in, which we are at the count of four right now. Oh, (laughs) okay. I've been putting a tally. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that's the thing. But at any rate, um, (laughs) so this episode is set in Baltimore, uh, the town where Edgar Allan Poe died. He was famous for writing such stories as The Cask of Amontillado. That's how I say it. I don't know if that's right or not. Which is a totally kind of wine. Wrong. I think that's a kind of wine. We'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this story is where a victim is concealed inside a brick wall. I actually think that that, like, I haven't read Poe since I was, like, 10, but I read all yeah. of it. Uh-huh. And I think that that was my favorite of his stories. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the brick wall, right? Yeah. In this episode, too. I wonder mm-hmm. if they, like, put that in there on purpose. Or? I think they did. Probably. They put in so many, like, references. And, like, I'm the sure little things everywhere. They're yeah. really good about, like, looking up, you know. Especially in, like, the horror genre, which oh, Poe yeah. is absolutely in, you I know. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was, like, his thing. Yeah. So, that's a thing. Yeah. That's definitely. cool. Um, so, our research for this episode was about Baltimore. So, we found the most haunted places in Baltimore, and this is off of hauntedrooms.com um the first one is the horse you came in on saloon which i think is just a great name that is an amazing name (laughs) i mean i like horses obviously i have one but still like it's just it tickles my fancy i would visit that saloon i would just for the name yeah i mean maybe (laughs) i well yeah probably and if it's haunted fuck yeah (laughs) That's why I said maybe. It's <laughs> my kind of saloon. Go in the middle of the day. Um, but so the horse you came in on saloon was built more than 200 years ago in 1775. Do you um, think, was it named that back then, I wonder? I mean, I would assume so. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I mean, maybe? Probably. Eh, we'll go with it. Okay. <laughs> so many people have passed through the doors in all that time, obviously. Um, one of the most famous people to visit the saloon was Edgar Allan Poe. Oh. Um, one of the key reasons some people visit the horse you came in on saloon is to catch a glimpse of the famous, famous rider, Fatus. Fatus. <laughs> I made up a new word. Why are you so Fatus? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really weird. 
Anyways, <laughs> it is said that his ghost visits the saloon and partakes in the glass of cognac let out left out for him by the bartenders. Oh, so wow. like clearly this is a common occurrence for them to like leave out a glass. That's awesome. Him. Also sketchy. Also awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you are outside the saloon, you may have the opportunity to see Paul's ghost walking in the direction of the saloon. Hmm. Um, seeing light orbs is another activity people witness when the location is on their list of haunted places in Baltimore to visit. That's awesome. Um, whoops. <laughs> I'm, like, trying to scroll, and I'm, like, pulling up everything but what I want. So, number four is the Edgar Allan Poe residence. Mm-hmm. Um it's almost expected that the home of the famous dark writer Edgar Allan Poe would be haunted on some level, because, I mean, dude was kind of messed up. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Due to a number of factors, the home that was built somewhere in the 1800s is among the most haunted locations in Baltimore where Poe resided. Um, For more than a century, people have made claims that a female ghost haunts the home. Uh, The woman is on the heavier side and has gray hair. Some people believe that... um, she is Poe's wife. Other believe there's no connection to Poe and only to the house. Hmm. Uh, other experiences have included the sound of footsteps, thumps around the house, along with windows and doors opening and closing. Some people even claim to have seen Poe's ghost wandering outside the home and inside the home. That is so creepy. I, I love don't it. like it. <laughs> I, I love it. I don't like That's it. That's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the next one is the Middleton Tavern. Um, <laughs> says, the Middleton Tavern is not just your ordinary destination if you want to enjoy a cocktail. Uh, Middleton <laughs> Tavern is considered one of the most haunted places in Baltimore because of the ghosts that still remain inside. Um, some of the ghosts that hang out in the tavern that was first opened back in 1750 are rather destructive. <laughs> oh, no. Um, some of the ghosts like to send plates and glasses flying across the room, crashing to the floor and shattering them. Oh, no. Good grief. Somebody's what a waste. a temper tantrum. <laughs> yeah. Um, for the lucky ones hoping to see a ghost, you might get to see the ghost of a man in revolutionary era clothing named Roland. He enjoys looking out at the harbor. The wall-mounted <laughs> lanterns are sometimes turned on by additional ghosts that haunt the tavern. Whoa. I don't like any of it. <laughs> Partially because of what I believe, right? Like, I right. don't think that's... A, like, somebody probably, like made this connection and was like, oh, yeah, come hang out. This is cool. And it's like, sweet, thanks. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. why I don't want to go to visit those places because I don't think it's a ghost. Right, because like, you think it's, it's a demon. And, and, like, interacting with it would, like, invite it into our lives, right? And I don't want that. You know? Like, yeah. I don't need any of that. Yeah. Like, and, you know, that's why a lot of times with, like, you know, paranormal activity movies and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. like, a lot of times people that grow up in churches and stuff, like, they don't want to watch that sort of stuff because they think that, like, that's kind of, like, opening a door. Like, not necessarily that that specific thing is going to come, because a lot of it's made up, right? Yeah. But, like, the more you, you know, invite that in Mm -hmm. and, like, are more okay with it, the more they think, a lot of people think that that's, like, more of a chance of, like, something like that happening to you. Interesting. Or, like, could happen to you because you're open to it, right? Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. That makes sense. So I'm just like, as I'm reading some of these things, the little like hairs on the back of my neck are like, don't do it, dude. Don't do it. <laughs> it's wrong. It's so wrong. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's such an interesting take. I honestly hadn't heard that 
that belief before you told me about like the you know it's not a ghost it's a demon like pretending to be a ghost of grandma or whatever well I mean because it says in the bible that like they can pretend to be anything they want to have you invite them in Mm -hmm. or to you know make that connection and so it's like you know (laughs) yeah no thanks I mean that does that does change it for me you know what I mean like if that's true then like I'm fucked (laughs) (laughs) this is why I will never touch a Ouija board Oh yeah. See, Ever. see. I don't know. I don't know that. Like, I like. I am like that. Could be what ghosts are, mm-hmm. you know, or demons. Like that could be a thing. But I'm also like, or or they could just be ghosts. I don't really know. Like, I still love. Yeah. The idea I mean, of like, like haunted that's, things that's without totally... that like demon aspect to it. Yeah. If that's your thing, that's your thing. Mm-hmm. But I won't do it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, so the last one is the Lord Baltimore Hotel. Um, ghost hunters know that when you come across a hotel as old as Lord Baltimore Hotel, it's bound to be one of the most haunted places in the area. Currently, the almost 90-year-old, 90-year-old, 90-year-old hotel is believed to be haunted by multiple apparitions. Um, dressed in formal attire, a couple is seen wandering through the hotel. On the 19th floor of the hotel resides the ghost of a little girl, according to multiple reports. Aww. So... You know, I love how they're like, multiple, here's two. Yeah. I hate the idea of little kid ghosts. It just makes me so sad. Yeah. But see, part of me is like, that's too sad. Hopefully it's just a demon. And I don't have well, to be sad about the little kid. Because, I mean, some people would be more affected by that, right? Yeah, like, totally. They're like, oh, a little kid, poor thing. Right. You know, like, <laughs> Right. Okay. I actually <laughs> feel a lot better about it being a demon in that scenario. <laughs> I'm not okay with any of it. <laughs> That makes me feel way better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I may think you're nuts, but it's okay. <laughs> I just, that's how much I don't want to think about little kid ghosts. <laughs> oh, you're a demon. Phew. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you're itching or ass wet moment. Oh, okay. So this just happened to me <laughs> just a few minutes ago. So Rochelle came over and she promised that she was going to make us brownies. (laughs) So my husband went to the store and he got brownie mix and a bag of butterscotch chips. I'm a terrible person. Oh, no, you're not. You're not a terrible person for not making brownies. Okay. We like seriously gorged on the spaghetti that my husband made. And we were were, like so full that like I couldn't I like I'm still full and it was like five hours ago. Like I don't think that I even think about it. You can eat anything right now. So it's fine. But um, I'm not really sure what happened because I was like I had this like well, I didn't have, my husband had this, like, death conversation with my kid and came downstairs <laughs> to tell me about it, and I just, like, started crying <laughs> because I've been just, like, dreading this, and it makes me, like, so sad to think about him having to come to terms with, like, death, you know what I yeah. mean? So, um, anyways, I, I really don't remember exactly how this came about, but we decided that, um, you know... Rochelle did not have to make brownies and she could make it next time she came over. Well, I okay. say that like this is your charge. Like you, you <laughs> must you must make me brownies when I you mean, come over. I'm okay with it. <laughs> but also, okay, so how this happened. Okay. We were taught, I was like, I saw the box of brownie mix because we're all like standing around the island, right? And I'm like, oh no. And then they're like, and then you guys were like, oh, well, you don't have to make it. It's totally fine. It's too late, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's too late to make them. Let's just do it another time. And then Eric was like, but we have to hide the butterscotch chips. Oh, right. Because I'll eat them all. And then there won't be any to put in the brownie. Right. Because butterscotch chips are life. They are. They're so good. So then 
Eric grabs the bag. <laughs> no, Rochelle grabs the bag. Because <laughs> he was like, we need to hide these somewhere. And then he just stared at him. <laughs> okay, I don't know if you know this, but I am very short. I'm like, I'm like 5'2". With heels on, okay. <laughs> no, aren't you five two like flat I'm, foot? I'm almost five two flat foot. Okay, almost. I well, cling I to mean, that. It's, almost, it's close enough. And Rochelle is a freaking giant. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> she is so tall. I mean, I'm not. I could be taller. I'm only five ten, but still, for a girl, that's pretty. You are tall. taller than five ten. No, I'm only five ten. I thought you Actually, were like, I'm like almost six foot. I think I'm like. Five ten and a half or something like that, but I'll just go with five ten. She's six foot five. No, not, no that's my brother who is six foot six. Right, right, right. Okay, <laughs> the so, jeans run tall in this family. I'm so jealous. Uh, okay, listen though, it's not fun trying to find pla- pants. You know how long my inseam is. Do you know how hard it is to find short pants, Rochelle? But listen, it's you hard. Can always like hem them if you must. Like I can't add material. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, okay, I buy Wranglers with the purpose of, like, because you can pick, like, what size you want the waist and mm-hmm. how long you want the inseam. I have to get a 34, which most times, most people only get, like, a 31, maybe. And okay, so, like, I am, like, okay. I end up being high waters. <laughs> okay, 28 is too long for me. <laughs> So the capris on me would be regular pants on you. Right. But like where the knee is supposed to be is like down at my ankle and it's weird. <laughs> it's not a good look on me. I have seen you try. Okay. So <laughs> you've tried on a few pairs of leggings or not leggings, um, like the yoga pants or whatever, yeah, like the yeah. running pants sort of thing. Yeah. Like, cause we got some at the Supernatural right. convention <laughs> right. and you pulled them up and they were like looking good. Like, they fit everywhere, and then you go down to your foot, and your feet are, like, completely... There's, like, your toes are just, like, poking out the edge. I'm just like, oh. But that's just, like, normal pants for me. Like, all my pants are always rolled. There are some stores that I can buy short pants now. Yeah. That, they're a lot better about it now than You should get Wranglers, because you yeah. can pick what, like, um, inseam you want. You know what store I actually love now is Torrid. And, like, I always thought they were a plus-size shop, but they start at, like, size 10. Oh, that's not bad. No, they start at size. I, okay, they either start at size eight or ten. I think yeah. it's eight, but yeah. I mean, that's that's normal. That's size, not right. That's like, not plus isn't size. Isn't the average yeah. like twelve to fourteen or something? I think like so. That, I yeah. Think. So I'm. So yeah, I had no idea that they like because that they went with the lower sizes too. But yeah. They have like they have extra short. They have short and then they have extra short length. <laughs> and I'm like, I've found my home. <laughs> like, this is amazing. So, anyways. Torrid is not sponsoring us. Just want to let you know that you there's Wrangler. <laughs> Anyways, no. so these butterscotch chips. <laughs> oh my god! So we have like in our kitchen we have these <laughs> like cupboards and they have the like you know like the open space above them. <laughs> so Rochelle goes and she fucking puts the butterscotch chips up there like an ass butt. <laughs> and then I didn't even have to stand on my tippy toes. <laughs> and then Eric and Rochelle high five each other. <laughs> Over my head. (laughs) (laughs) You tall people. Total ass butts. Well, and then I decided to take my ass buttery. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded like you have a buttery butt. Ew. I wasn't sure where to go with it, but now I realize that wasn't the way to go. (laughs) But at any rate, I took my ass buttness to a a whole new level and decided... 
Because, I mean, so that's not the tallest shelf. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I can reach that with my trusty kitchen stool. <laughs> so I put it on the one that's like six inches above it. I know. You got to climb on the counters to get those suckers I could. Down. I could do it. But I left them so you could still see them. I know. Because <laughs> here's the thing. is like, we're if I don't, I'm going to forget that they were there. And then I'm going to be like, we need to buy more butterscotch chips. And then like, at some point, if you guys ever move or like decide to like, go up there for some reason or another, mm-hmm. you're just going to find a random bag of butterscotch chips because I think it goes, like, because with the edges of the counters, I think it, like, sinks down. It so does, it's not yeah. Like you it's, can, like, yeah. flat up there, so I could put something there, but it yeah. does, like, sink down yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so, like, the bag of butterscotch chips is gone when yeah. it goes all the way back there. So part of that is, like, me being able to find it again. Right. But, yeah, anyway, so I was an ass butt. And so was Eric for that high five. I mean, that was pretty good. <laughs> we didn't, <laughs> we're just like, high five, and then we're like, Ha <laughs> that was over your head. <laughs> it was not kind. <laughs> it wasn't kind. <laughs> so what was your idiot or ass butt moment? Okay, so listen. <laughs> I went, uh, this is painful. I was an idiot. I was a total idiot. So went on my honeymoon. We just got back on Sunday. This is what, Thursday, right? Yes, Thursday. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was like, what day is it today? I, I don't, don't even know. know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so when we left the Saturday before, so we're, you know, like, okay, finally we can relax. Like, we don't have to deal with the wedding nonsense or, like, do any of that until we come back. You know, mm-hmm. like, it'll be it'll be great. It'll be fine. You know. And so we go and, you know, we get to the airport. We get there in plenty of time. We're just kind of like, okay. Like, we wander up to our gate. We just kind of hang out or whatever. And we, like, go to the – there's, like, a – in SeaTac, there's this, like – pubish kind of thing so we go mm-hmm. and like have a couple of drinks and then we wander back over to the terminal and you know get on the plane I tuck my boarding pass back into my wallet like mm-hmm. you know as I, you do yeah well and because my wallet like it's like the perfect size so I can just like stick it straight in there and like close the little snap and it doesn't really like bend it much or oh anything. that's nice so I was like okay you know whatever and so we go through the whole plane ride we get off the plane and we go and get our baggage, and then we wander out to the shuttle, and then we get to the car rental place. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, okay, like, what's your name? Blah, 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 blah. And they're like, we're going to need to see an ID, because I was the one that made the booking, so I thought that it might be under me, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, we both did it, but I think I was like, I don't know if I put my name there or Chris's name or whatever. So I was right. like, okay. So I go to get my wallet out to get my ID out, and my wallet is gone, folks. Like, it is not there. Oh and I, God. of course, start freaking out. You know? Well, yeah, like, that's the worst time. Trying to keep it calm because, like, I don't want to, like, totally – because I know that if I let myself get to that point, like, I will never calm down. Yeah, totally. And so, but – and then Chris is like, oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, no. You know, oh, he's, so like, he's, like, clearly panicking. losing it, right? Yeah. And I'm like – and, like, inside, I'm totally losing it, but I'm like, I got to keep it together because if I start really freaking out and he's already panicking, like – it's not going to be good, and we're never coming back from this, you know? Right. Like, it'll be terrible. And, like, my mind immediately goes to, like, I'm not going to be able to get home. Like I know. You're stuck. Okay, listen. If you're going to be stuck somewhere, Hawaii is the place to be I stuck. I mean, yeah. Kauai would not be a terrible place, right? right. It's really pretty. Yeah. Like, I, I would be totally fine with that. But also, like, what am I supposed to do? Call the new job that I haven't even started yet and be like, by the way, I'm an idiot, and I got stuck I in got Hawaii stuck here <laughs> because I lost my ID, so yeah. I'm not coming back for a while, you know. But oh, and so 
we were like, oh my gosh. And so we were like hurrying and we're like trying to get to the rental. And then of course you have to like drive through and like, and of course, you know, in Kauai or just Hawaii in general, everybody's just kind of like running things at their own pace and like just relaxed about it. Not like super slow necessarily, yeah. but like definitely not fast enough in this circumstance. Okay. And so we have to like go through and they like are checking the car for any like damage or whatever before we take it. Right. Yeah. And so we're like, okay. And we're trying to, and we're like, there's a little scratch here. And we're like, oh, let us out, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, I go back in cause I was like, okay, did they find it on the shuttle? Like, is it like, cause they radioed the person or whatever. And they're like, no, it wasn't on the shuttle. And I'm like, no, no. And she's like, okay, you go out of the car rental place, you go left and you're like right back at the airport pretty quick. And I'm like, thank you. you know? and so yeah. I like speed walk back to the car, like trying not to like run and be that crazy person. Yeah. And we like drive <laughs> to the airport and like by drive, I mean, we drove. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, Chris drove, but <laughs> so we get to the airport and of course it's like a probably like 11 o'clock at night right like nobody's even there and most of it's like already shut down for yeah me. and right. I'm like oh, you know That's and scary. so I'm like walking around like trying to figure out if I can see somebody or whatever because there's certain parts where you're like you know like I know I could find a person if I can go through these doors but it says do not enter and I don't want to be that person that gets arrested you know right right and I'm like you know, I'm like, not necessarily that that would happen, but it might. And, it could. You, know, you don't know. It could. Yeah. You know, I've never tried it before and I don't want to be, have that be my experience. You know? Right. Great honeymoon. So, <laughs> I know. Like, Jail. By the way. You know? <laughs> yeah. But so I see this guy like kind of down this hallway and there's this like, do not enter on the door. And so I'm like knocking on the glass as fast as I can. I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> come to the door. Yeah. You know? I'm like, help me. and so he's like coming over and he's just like walking whatever and like I'm clearly panicking like there's no way he can't tell but he's just like taking his sweet time which of course like frustrated me to all get out because like I don't know when the plane leaves right and they like clear out the plane and they put somebody else on it or put the other passengers on it and then it goes and anyone could have just taken your wallet you know what I mean somebody could have just taken it I don't know and so I'm sitting there like has the plane already left have they like is it still stuck wedged under a seat somewhere Mm because like I was like okay it's definitely like I had it when I got onto the plane so I know it's got to be on the plane or Mm -hmm. somebody took it off the plane you know like those are the only two options right now and so I was like I left my he like comes to the door finally I'm like I left my wallet oh my gosh I don't know I think it might be on the plane I'm not really sure I don't know where it is that's the only place I can think of. and I'm like speed talking right and he's just like looking at me like dude <laughs> <laughs> oh no he's just kind of like oh, okay and I mean his English like he spoke English but it was like with enough of an accent to where like it was hard a little bit hard for me to understand him and of course in like the frazzled state of my mind I'm like I don't know what's going on you know? yeah yeah and so he's like okay you know we'll I'll radio them or something, you know. And so he gets on the radio and he's like super slow talking, just like, "Hey, we've got somebody here." Oh to, my god! Like, and I'm like, Speed up, you know? Yeah. Oh <laughs> my god! What is going on? You know. And so he's like, "Okay, just like wander around, like go around here, and I'll meet you over here, right?" And so he's in this hallway that's like all of maybe twenty yards long, and he's got to walk like twenty yards. I've got to go like around part of the building and down and like kind of curve back around to go to the door that he wanted to meet me mm-hmm. at. And I made it there first. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm, like, I'd waiting for so him to frustrated. come down the rest of the hallway. And I'm like, Mah! You know, yeah. like, this is terrible. And so I get there, and he's just, like, kind of looking at me or whatever. And he's like, well, we're just waiting for them to, you know, check and see or whatever. And I'm like, okay. And then, like, nothing happens for a couple minutes, right? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I'm just, like, panicking at that point And, like, trying not to. Okay. And, like, all the and stuff didn't happen because I'm just, like, 
probably, like, I probably just looked like I was crazy, but I was, like, trying to keep it together, you know, like, I've mm-hmm. clearly got crazy face, like, crazy yeah. eyes, but I'm, like, not screaming, I guess. Right. <laughs> was that. And Good job. I would have been, I would have been just, like, immediately trying not to poop. I know, I like, was panicked. Well, I couldn't even do that. Like, everything had shut down, and my brain was just like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, somebody comes back on the radio, and they're talking to him about, I'm, like, trying to, you can, like, I'm trying to listen to it, but I cannot tell what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, and then he just, is like, looking at me like I heard, it. like, well, yeah, I heard, but I can't understand what they're saying. And I'm just, like, staring at him, like, waiting, you know, yeah. and he's, like, so they found it, and I'm, like oh thank god you know? yeah <laughs> and he's like uh he's like yeah they're bringing it out or he said they already brought it out and it's you know at the baggage claim or something like that which like i was pretty much standing in the baggage claim and there was nobody there right and he's like they're in that office over there i think and so i was like okay and so i go over there and like the lights are off door shut nobody there and i'm like there's nobody here you know i was like where where else would they have put it and he's like okay and so he's like kind of like taking his time he's like well there's the off there's the delta office which is like you know you kind of have to go around and it's over there and like super slow i felt like okay in Zootopia, like, the sloths at the reception. Oh, no, at the DMV. At the DMV. Yeah. And, like, I was totally the bunny. <laughs> like, I'm just like, you know? <laughs> and they're just like, ha, ha, yeah. <laughs> ha, you know? And I'm just like, Argh. And so. That is like, you know, you do remind me nuts. of Judy the Bunny. <laughs> you totally do. Uh, I was just like, I mean ah. that with total, like, I mean, that's a compliment because I love her so much. <laughs> I mean, whatever, I guess I'm fine with it. Yeah. But, like, I was just like, okay. And he's like, I'm like, okay. And so I, like, speed walk back out of the baggage claim and I'm like, <laughs> going around the corner and I'm like, ah. And I'm like, going through and I'm like, okay, United Delta American. And I'm like, going, I'm like, okay. And so I, like, see Delta and I, like, speed walk over there and there's like, four TSA agents over there yeah. and the one kind of comes out and she's like got like a packet like there's a piece of paper wrapped around it but I'm like okay that must be my wallet and she's like oh somebody looks like her ID and I'm like thank god yeah. <laughs> and she like comes over to me and she's like about to hand it to me right and so I'm like reaching out to get it she's like oh wait what's your first and last name and so I tell her right yeah. and she's like okay here you go and I'm like Oh, thank God I can breathe again. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, all four of them just, like, start cracking up laughing, right? And I'm, like, and so I'm, like, kind of, like, because <laughs> at that point I'm, like, pretty relieved. Like, I've got my wallet yeah. on, you know, like, and, you know, I'm just, like, okay. And they're just, like, laughing, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, like, whatever. I mean, like, you would freak out, too. Yeah. I totally would freak out. I Yeah. And so, yeah, that was my idiot moment. It was, I was... A dumbass, I'll just put it that way. <laughs> it did not zip my purse shut as I was shoving it in and out of like under seats and all that sort yeah. of stuff. So, yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm so glad it worked out. That would, I would just, I would just have like died. <laughs> I would have just totally blacked out and I don't even know what would have happened. Oh, I'm <laughs> like, so bad. And so, like, I get back. So, I call Chris, you know, like, I'm like, okay, they found it. I'm running over to get it right now. And he's like, Oh, thank you. He's like, you can tell he was just like immediate relief, you know, like, yeah. I was like, oh, thank you. You know, and so I was like, like, I was like, okay, like, I'm coming out. You should come, like, bring the car around. And like, he's like, okay, I'll meet you over there or whatever. And you can still, he's like, still a little bit panicking, but like, yeah, is calming down a little bit. And so I get into the car and we both look at each other. We're just like, oh, you know, like, 
What a like oh. horrible adrenaline rush that must have been. Like just like a big dump of it. Like, oh. Well, and I was like, well, the good news is, is that like nothing else bad can happen on this trip because like the bad thing already happened. So now we can just relax. You know? Right. Like, let's hope. And I'm like, yeah, let's hope. Yeah. But also like. <laughs> that is crazy that like my just, heart rate is up right now yeah. just like reliving that you're it was so not that lucky someone didn't steal that i know well like, and, okay here's the thing like when i was looking through it all i was like okay it looks like i've got everything mm-hmm. i think there's like a little bit of money missing but it's hard mm-hmm. to tell if so also chris is like weird about cash like he doesn't like to carry it so if yeah. there is any cash like we use that first right like okay. the whole time like doesn't matter where you are like you use the cash and i was like interesting okay whatever like yeah i don't i don't care i mean i guess you're gonna probably use it eventually anyway so it's fine but so honestly i think what had happened is that we probably like used it at some point already like mm-hmm. maybe at the um, you know, we might have used it at the like pub the, or whatever yeah. in the airport, and, like, I didn't think of, like, what section I was taking it out of, you know, because there's, mm-hmm. like, some money that, like, Chris had brought or whatever, and some money that I had brought that I had gotten from people or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, okay, and I don't, it didn't really need to be separated other than the fact that it was easier to keep track of that way. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, we must have, like, I must have gone through it and just, like, grabbed from that. Because it was, like, a $50 bill, right? And I'm like, okay, but, you know, looking back on it, I'm probably like, okay, this is what it was. Yeah. But anyways. Maybe. I mean, somebody could have found it and, like, taken the money and then turned it in, too. It's true. And they didn't take all of it, right? So it's not like it would be obviously, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we had all of the large amount of cash, you know. Yeah. But, like... The couple of 50s or whatever that, like, one of them was missing. So, it's like, okay, if that's all that's missing, I am That's fine. fine. You yeah. know, like, yeah, totally. I mean, it's not preferable because still $50 is $50. Right. But, like, I'd rather have that than, like, more than that. Yeah, or, like, not finding your wallet at all. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. So, that, at least I was able to get home, right? And so, like, for the first couple of days, Chris is like, you have your wallet? You have your wallet? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you have your wallet? Like, and I was, like, very... I mean, even now, for the last, like, couple of weeks, I've just been, like, every time I go anywhere, I'm, like, check to make sure I have my wallet, right. you know? Like, right. And then, okay, I went to the grocery store a few days ago, and I realized that I left my wallet at home. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so I get there, and before I go, like, in or whatever, I'm, like, you know, checking all my, because I'm, like, check my wallet, check for my wallet, and I, I was, like, okay. But I, like, knew I left it on the bed. Yeah. It was fine. Oh. Anyways, so it does not bode well for me. <laughs> right. You'll never lose your wallet again. I hope not. Right. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> okay. So, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And our rant. Yes, <laughs> our, rant. our mini rant. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a Supernatural Podcast. Um, also, we just want to say... Um, if you are listening to us on iTunes or if you have iTunes access, if you could rate and review us on iTunes, um, if we get enough reviews, then or like any, it sounds like, yeah, we, I don't, I don't know how many you have to have, but like yeah. you can, you can find us on iTunes if you actually search like Idget's podcast or Asput's podcast or, or, Idget, both, or, yeah. or some combination of those words. Mm-hmm. But if you just search supernatural podcast, we don't come up at all. And it's because we don't have any, um, any reviews or any 
anyone has rated us yet. As of yet. But we've only really, I mean, we're into season two right now, and we've only mm-hmm. released, like, nine episodes, right? I think so we're, like, like, at 11. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I don't so. Know. <laughs> I think so. I think <laughs> maybe even 12. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we're, okay. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, like we haven't done that many, but but it would like really the first bump up. We just want to we just wanted to be visible for people searching for supernatural podcasts. So if yeah. you could just, I mean, a five star rating would be preferable. If you, <laughs> listen, if you want to give us a one star rating, like please just leave it alone. <laughs> like just don't rate you us. Don't have to rate us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, it's totally okay. Yes. Yeah. So, anyways, that would help us out a lot. We'd really appreciate it. Yes. So, thank you again. Thank you. <laughs>